And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Yes, we're using the word term once again because I have Cliff and Kathy on the show. Now, if you were on the show and listening to me three months ago, you heard their story, and I've asked them to come back today because there's some very specific things that I want to cover with them that will help you in your decision-making process with regards to what you're trying to do for retirement. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we have a well-thought-out map that is well-researched. It, it has 34 years of success behind it, and it is designed for our members to get themselves to a place of retirement in five years or less. Very important component, five years or less. Not 35, not 45, but five years or less. Now, my guests, Cliff and Kathy, they got to a point in their life about six years ago where they were trying to figure out how to achieve retirement. They had, they had recognized that what they were doing for retirement was not going to cut it. It wasn't meeting their expectations. And as a result of that, they started looking into different areas to try and determine, is there a better path? Is there a better way that I can approach retirement than what I'm currently doing now? Many of you listening to the show are in the same boat that they were in six years ago. Now, let me just tell you up front, Cliff and Kathy retired themselves in a little over three, three and a half years using real estate. But one of the things that they looked into as an alternate opportunity was an opportunity to invest into a franchise. Now, I know a lot of you listening to the show, you've considered a franchise. You've heard the concept of franchising. Franchising is one of these things where you buy into an already built business system. So you buy in and you get everything you need in order to operate and build the business and it includes training and things like that. Let me share with you a very important statistical fact. And according to a lot of studies that I've researched, the success rate for most franchisees ranges from 50 to 80%. It means that on average, 50 to 80% of all franchisee businesses are still operating after five years. So now think that through. If they had decided to go into a franchise business five years ago, there was a 50 to 80% success rate that they would still be in business today. Now, they went into real estate, and they're still in business today. As a matter of fact, if you listened to our show three months ago, you know that they're very successful. They have accumulated great wealth. They're doing wonderful things with real estate investing. But what I want them to talk about today is that concept of franchising. Why consider franchising? So let me do this. Let me invite Cliff and Kathy back onto the show. Welcome back to the show, you two. How are y'all doing today, by the way? Hey, we're doing good, Al. Um, we're enjoying our real estate retirement. I love that. I love that. So there's, there's no plans to unretire yourself. I mean, you guys are retired. You're, you're good to go. Right. Yeah. I couldn't even yeah. imagine. Al. 
So that's that's like a hundred percent success rate. So what about that stat that I, I talked to you guys or I talked to the audience about at the beginning of the show where I said fifty to eighty percent of all franchisees are still in business after five years. Was that something that you were looking at when you were considering franchising? Uh, I wasn't actually looking at those statistics. I didn't. I didn't. I just learned that today. <laughs> oh, <fact>. no. <laughs> uh, that, that sounds horrible. <laughs> it's kind of. Well, I mean, now think about it. Six years ago, you were actually looking at franchising as as a way to to change the direction of your life. So so why go down the road of franchising? What was it that that attracted you into looking into buying a franchise? I think what Kathy and I were really looking at was. Uh, something, uh, a path to earning an income that we could do together. That was kind of the, the, the driving force behind that. And we'd looked at a number of different franchises um, when we found the um, boat club. And that looked something that looked like a franchise that would be fun for us. We enjoy being on the water. We live on the water. We like being around boats. What better way to make a uh, earn a living than have a, a variety of boats and sell memberships to to allow people to use these have access to boats. You know, we would we would provide the boats, maintain the boats, gas them up, maintain them. Um, I, I'm not sure all the services they they provide now, but that was kind of the basis of what we were looking at. For the end user, it's really just a turnkey thing, right? I if if I were a part of that of the membership, I would like show up, you'd give me a boat, I'd go hang out for the day, come back, pay for the gas, and then you guys take care of everything else, right? And I just go about my business. It's it's a, probably a really good um, way for people to access boats and not have to worry about having a big truck to pull the boat, having a place to park the boat, storing the boat, waxing the boat, um, fixing, you know, engines that, that malfunction, having it sitting at a shop, paying high fees. You just pay for your membership, use the boat when you're done, take it back, go home. It's a really good deal. And when we were looking at it, we actually were speaking with the representatives from that franchise. Um, and at the time for, you know, X amount of dollars, you get a flag and a software program. That was really all you got. I'm sure you were would get support from them. But once you become a franchisee of theirs you've got to go out and find a marina you've got to cut a deal with the marina now i've got to i've got to buy boats so so talk to me about the the startup costs you guys are you guys are seriously thinking about becoming franchisees you're you're thinking about buying into the business what what kind of upfront costs were you guys really looking at? I mean, you mentioned you ha- you'd have to buy boats, you'd have to negotiate contracts with marinas for space to put those boats. You obviously have to hire employees unless you're going to do all this work yourself. What what kind of startup costs are you really looking at to to build a franchise like the one you were considering? I you know, Al, I think you would probably need somewhere around 50,000 just to to become a franchisee, then you would need to spend between probably two and four thousand, two and four hundred thousand dollars buying the boats and the equipment you need. You would need to have uh, quite a bit of reserves to begin hiring employees and getting the the club off the ground. And I don't even have a customer one day one. I've got to go out to boat shows, different 
fishing events. I've got to set up booths here and there to try to encourage people to want to join my boat club. Um, with, with the real estate, I can buy a community and I have customers day one. They're already there paying rent every month. So that's what was that was one of the things that really appealed to us when we went towards uh, the real estate industry was boom I buy customers I have the asset I have the customers built in ready to go now I work on operations and adding value to my customers so that they want to pay more to live where they're living. What were your startup costs for the real estate? I mean, were you looking at like literally a half a million dollars plus to get going? Is that how much you injected into your business or you were you able to start in a different place? Um, when we joined, you know, we decided to come in as a preferred investor group member, uh, which has a slightly higher startup, you know, entry cost into Lifestyles Unlimited uh, at that point. We had, between Kathy and I, we had enough savings where we could kind of jump over uh, investing in single family and go straight to multifamily, and that's what we did. And I think our first deal that we invested in was $50,000 as a passive investor, and we did that right as we were finishing up our education with Lifestyles. So that was kind of, we we paid the membership, we invested in a, a multifamily deal, we still had more money, but we were waiting to do either more passive deals or do um, an IRA deal at the time. So that's kind of where we were at. So a $50,000 entry price into real estate investing, to me, is, is a much better experience than a half a million dollar entry price into a business where you don't even have one potential customer you still have to go out and create the entire business system. That to me sounds risky. The real estate doesn't sound like it's so risky, but I guarantee you there are people listening to the show right now that are screaming at us, screaming at the radio going, you guys don't know what you're talking about. This real estate stuff is, is so risky. We know all about toilets, tenants, taxes, and it's, it's, it's going to fail. Kathy, has it failed? No, absolutely not. Like, you know, like Cliff said, as soon as we close on the purchase of a property, uh, we, we already have cash flow. Now it's just, you know, managing it, um, improving it, improving the product, you know, um, cleaning up the property. Um, and sometimes you don't even have to clean the property. It depends on which property you purchase. And that's up to you. Mm-hmm. I have not replaced myself any toilets. What? I have <laughs> not. The internet personally. says you, you, by now you should have replaced 103.7 toilets. <laughs> More yeah, than we, we have replaced over hundred on one <laughs> property, but I'm not the one that does the work. Okay. Right. But wait a minute in this franchise, who is going to do all the work? Uh, that would have been Kathy and I. We'd be waking up at 5 a.m. to get this stuff ready for, you know, Fishing starts early for these people. We have to have the boat ready for them before they even, you know, can go. And they have to leave early. Yeah, and then you got to wait for them to go do all their, their boating activities and bring you back a nice dirty boat so that you can get it all cleaned up, polished up, fueled up, maintenanced up, and ready for the next 5 a.m. fishing thing, right? Exactly. 
That, that sounds like a pretty long day. That sounds like a 12 plus hour day on, on the, the, the fishing boat experience. But how much time did you spend or how, I, let's just fast forward. How much time are you literally spending today on your real estate investments? Now, we got to tell everybody that you, you own multiple multifamily communities. Uh, you're lead investors. You have passive investors, people like me that invest with you. You've also owned an independent rental operator type of property that you sold. So it's, it's, it's not like you guys are just figuring this real estate stuff out. You guys have been doing a lot of things with real estate and that real estate has allowed you to retire yourselves and right around the three year mark. So tell everybody how much time per day are you actually spending operating and managing your real estate business? Uh, Al, we're, we are lead investors, so I have an obligation to uh, a group of investors that are in our deals. So I actually spend, we actually spend quite a bit of time uh, working on our business and in our business. Hey, we're coming up against the end of the segment. When we come back from the break, we're going to get right back on this topic. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. I created these case studies 30 years ago for this reason. You're the accountant. You're the CPA. You're the, the engineer, the IT guy. Do you follow what I'm saying? You're that little quiet cubicle guy. And you don't see yourself as a rich millionaire. So I have to bring the cubicle people up here. And you go, honey, look, he's got the same shoes I have on, right? And he speaks in the same language that I speak in. And you've got to be able to see somebody you can relate to or relate with for this to work. Part of the reason I want you to speak to other people is because half of your, I'd say, challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. Until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there. Join us today. Check for in-person and online dates at lukstudy.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Yes, Cliff and Kathy are with me today. They're rejoining me. They were on the show about three months ago. And on today's show, we're, we're talking about a very important concept. And this is an important concept that you need to hear about. They, at one time, very, very seriously considered changing their retirement trajectory from what they were doing, which was primarily 401ks and investing in the stock market, you know, the stuff you're doing. And they considered buying into a franchise. Now, as they were going down that road, something happened, Kathy. What, what caused you and Cliff to stop dead in your tracks and not pursue this franchise, but instead start pursuing real estate investing? The startup cost for one. It, it allowed us to take that, you know, 
four hundred thousand dollars and uh and just turn it faster it wasn't going we were going to be able to invest that and make um make profits off of it rather than like cliff said start off with with no cash flow and already have four hundred thousand in it with this we you know we started off with fifty to a hundred thousand and 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 a lot of that was putting it into passive deals that were going to be cash flowing already. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't really a startup cost. It was an investment. Um, we couldn't get that with, with a franchise, any franchise. You just can't get it like that. And the, let me, let me ask a very important question. When you were considering the franchise, would that have required you to leave the jobs that you currently had in order to do the franchise? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We would have had to have left our jobs to focus full-time working in our business uh, as a franchisee. But the real estate allowed you to maintain those jobs and the income that comes from those jobs while you were transitioning into the real estate investing business. Is that a fair statement? That is correct. Sounds like you had a, a smoother transition than you would have had had you actually done the franchise. Um, yeah, the franchise probably would have really, um, created a lot of ripples and waves in our family life and how we, how we pay our, our bills and, and how we, how we survive. It would have been quite shocking. I I don't think at the time we had enough money saved up to withstand that first year or two of conducting business and not actually making very much money. Yeah. So when you guys chose the real estate route, obviously you saw that you're buying existing business systems, i.e. the real estate itself. It came with cash flow, something the franchise didn't come with because you had to go out and develop all of that. So it's really the difference of buying into an existing business system that gets you going right from the get-go versus getting into a, a riskier business structure where everything could have fallen apart right at the beginning. I mean, it wasn't that scary thinking about that or did you think about that? Yeah, we did think about that. And then the other point to make is everybody needs a place to live. Not everybody needs a, the access to a boat. So it, when times get tough, you still have to live somewhere, but you can uh, cancel your, your membership to access a boat. Well, that's true. That's true. And we, we definitely learned in the pandemic that if anybody needed anything, it was a place to live. Would you agree? I would agree. We, we, our businesses did really well through the pandemic. Um, we, we really didn't see uh, at our properties any decrease in occupancy. Actually, we, we maintained strong occupancy throughout the whole event. How long did that entire process take you? I mean, from the time you, you decided to become members to the time you you actually were ready to buy your your first asset what what was that timeline like i think al it probably took us to get through the education probably three three months or so before we were ready to start investing um okay that's not a terrible amount of time that's 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 actually pretty fast yeah right 
Okay, so so three months, you guys are up and running. You get going. You buy your first asset. It's an eight-unit uh, property that you own all by yourself, and, and you guys are also investing in some passive deals. And then you guys decide to become lead investors, which, which means you're going to do all the work so people like me that aren't lead investors can invest with you and also get great rates of return alongside of you. And then you guys got to a point where right around the three-year mark, both of you are completely retired. What did that That's feel right. like being completely retired? That was a wonderful feeling. It was, it was hard. I worked for a really, really fantastic company. Um, and I worked with a lot of really great people and it was really tough to make that phone call to put in my, my notice. Um, but once it was over and you know, that first day of like actual, you know, freedom, you know, it, t it took a while for the reality of it to set in because I've worked a job since I was like 15 years old and there I was, you know, 47, 48 years old, leaving the safety net, you know, burning, the, burning the ship. And, but you did it on, on your own terms. Did you not? I mean, they didn't, they didn't call you in and decide, okay, Cliff, we're just going to fire you because you're doing real estate. You left on your own terms. I left them on my own terms. I could make one phone call and go back tomorrow if I wanted, but I, that hasn't, I haven't had to use, use that. Do you want to use it? Uh, no. Good job. Good man. Good man. Uh, Kathy, what was it like for you to, to realize that you were retired? I mean, you were, you were the first one to get it done in the family. So what was that, right. that feeling like? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm with Cliff. I've, I've been working, you know, full-time job since I was probably 17 in high school. Oh, well, I take that back. Full-time as soon as I graduated high school, part-time during high school. And, and, uh, it's really nerve wracking to jump off that, uh, that diving board. I, I was single for a long time and I, you know, I, 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 I had a great job. I loved what I did. I loved the people I worked with. Um, but, but I wanted to be a stay at home mom. I wanted to be able to take care of my family. And, uh, and this allowed me the opportunity to do that for the first time in my life. And I was 40, 45 ish, you know, when I was able to, to leave that. And it took me a good six months to stop worrying about what was going on over there, which I had nothing to do with anymore, but I still thought about it. It was, it was always in the back of my mind. They had a schedule of things, events that happened, and I always knew what that was. Now I don't even know what they're doing anymore. I, don't, I, just, I just don't think about it anymore. It's not part of your daily routine anymore because you've completely transitioned your life. So talk to me about what it's like to be completely retired. Now you're still working on your business, not working in your business. You're working on your business. What's it like to be a hundred percent retired, not the age of 65 or older and living the lifestyle that you've chosen to live? Tell me about it. It's great. Like, um, it's just not, it's definitely, I never imagined I would be here. I don't even know if I ever thought I would even be able to do this at 65. Uh, I, I just, to be able to do it at 40, 45 has just been, I can't even say a dream come true. I didn't ever even imagine it. It's just more than ever, more than anything I could imagine. Yeah, to, to get all your time back, you know, in your 40s is is a monumental achievement 
And anybody can do this. Anybody that goes to the two-day, follows the map, can achieve this same level of, of success. It, there, we have an abundant mentality. There's lots of real estate out there to buy, renovate, and uh, retire on. What are your stress levels like? I mean, are you guys like wigging out every day, or has your stress level changed over time? <laughs> uh, no, we don't have really anything to wig out over anymore. You know, we do have properties that we do uh, manage that we that we oversee, and I guess for me, I just want to make sure that we're meeting our our business plan and our milestones, and that we that we meet our investors' expectations. Do you worry about money? I mean, as far as for your personal household or to do the things that you want to do? Uh, no, Al, we do not. Why, why is that? Um, we've created streams of cash flow that come in every quarter, uh, you know, every month and every quarter. So we are, we are A-OK. So the money's rolling in, that gives you freedom and flexibility to do what you want, when you want to do it. So, I mean, what, tell me about some of the spontaneous things that you guys have just decided to do where money was no object and all of a sudden you just had an epiphany and decided to create the effect. So Kathy had a bucket list item that she wanted to see Michael Bublé in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> So last year, that I'm, sounds expensive. Yeah, it does. And and who would do who? Who does that? But I was driving over to one of the properties last year, and she calls me up. She says, "Hey, there's a Michael Bublé concert. It's in Madison Square Garden. It's in three days." I'm like, "Okay, just book it and let's go." And so we did it. We didn't have to ask for vacation time, submit anything for PTO. We didn't have to rearrange our, our work commitment because we didn't work for anybody else. We just booked the trip and we went and checked off one of Kathy's bucket list items. Well, and, and you're kind of a baseball fan, are you not? Well, it's really my my our oldest son. He's okay. a baseball fan. And last year he he called me up. He said, Dad, let's go to a, a Yankees-Astros game, man, because he, he is a diehard Astros fan. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. You know, I can meet you in Houston. We can go to the game. No problem. He's like, no, Dad, I want to go to the Yankees-Astros game in New York City. I'm like, okay, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little pricier. And I'm like, you know what? If we're going to go all the way to New York City to watch baseball, I'm not going to one baseball game. I'm going to, like, the whole series. So we went – we actually went three of the four games in the series, and we had seats in the middle of the stands. We got the expensive seats down at the bottom, like like right by the, the home plate, and then we took the nosebleed section on the third day. So we saw the game from all different angles. So that was pretty neat, and it was cool to be in, in New York City with my son, and actually we took one of his best friends, too. And and that was all done on a whim? Uh, pretty much on a whim, yeah. I don't recall the timeline, but it was like, hey, the game's in two weeks. Can we go? And you know what? When I'm dead and gone, I want my son to look back and think, you know, my dad took me to a Yankees-Astros game. And we were, we were able to do it again. Didn't ask for PTO, vacation, 
didn't have to like hope and pray my boss would approve it. Um, we just went and did it. So it's, it's safe to say that the two of you are in a hundred percent control of your life. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You're financially covered, you're time-wise covered you're you're in love with each other which i think is is beautiful you get to share more and more time together quality time together i think that's just a beautiful recipe for success don't you i do i do i think it was last week or the week before we had some really nice weather so kathy and i were getting up at six in the morning hopping on the boat and going out fishing for a couple hours in the morning before we kind of started our our day to have the flexibility to just get up and go, well, do I do I have coffee and watch TV or do I just jump on the boat and go fishing or do I do I call the office or what do I do? It doesn't really matter what you do because you have the flexibility, you have 100% of the control and that's what's beautiful about this. I am so glad you guys did not do the franchise thing. I am so glad that you are real estate investors because it completely changed your world. If you want to do what Cliff, Kathy and myself are doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.